Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Hacker Nation, Scott Hansen here. Who is fired up to get their day right and playing at a high level today? I hope you are ready to start living the life that you were meant to live and become the extraordinary person that you were meant to be. Today, we're going to be talking about a food startup, and it's actually a snack that we all grew up on, but let me just tell you this. It's a little bit of a different twist than this normal snack that we all grew up on, or most of us at least, and I'm excited to talk food. We've had all kinds of entrepreneurs on the show, and some have brought wine, some have had food, some have won Shark Tank, and everybody in between, but today, we're going to be talking to an individual that is literally getting this business off the ground. It's a food business, and I'm excited today to be talking to our featured guest, Mr. Ricky Hirsch. Ricky, are you ready to rock? I am, Scott. Thank you. I'm a fan, long-time listener. Yes. Awesome. Success Hackers is brought to you by Meat Advisors, empowering business through advice. Ricky Hirsch is the founder and CEO of Think Jerky. Think Jerky is the first healthy jerky company to use sustainably raised proteins with restaurant-quality ingredients. Rather than scientists in laboratories formulating the recipes with factory farm meats and artificial seasonings, Think Jerky has chefs working in a state-of-the-art, USDA-approved facility with ingredients like orange peel, honey, and shiraka. Think Jerky is already making huge waves in the media, having been featured in Paleo, Cranes, and Eater magazines. Ricky Hirsch, welcome to Success Hackers, man. It is great to have you. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Ricky, I gave Hacker Nation just a little bit of your background, but would love for you to share more about yourself and Think Jerky. Of course. So, you know, the real idea with this was to make beef jerky cool, right? As cheesy as that sounds, why is something cool? And the answer is something's cool because it's healthy, it's delicious, and it's aesthetically pleasing. And those were three things jerky never was. So it's healthy because we only use grass-fed beef, free-range turkey that have no antibiotics, and it's delicious because we use restaurant-quality ingredients like sriracha, honey, uh, orange peel, honey, and we've partnered with three of the best chefs in the country. Chef Gail Gann, who's a Michelin star winner, two-time James Beard winner, Chef Matt Trost, who's our farm-to-table expert, and Chef Laurent Graf, who's a three-star Michelin chef. And it's aesthetically pleasing because we didn't want to go after men and truckers and gas stations like jerky has always been sold in. We wanted to take it in a different direction by selling health and selling women. The What we've done is we created a modern, clean look that focuses on the nutritional information and the ingredients rather than cowboys and beef, etc. Because what we've done is we stripped jerky down to its roots and if you do that it's actually one of the healthiest things you can eat because it's just pure protein and flavor so when you take 
a high quality piece of meat and you take one of the best chefs in the country and you use these awesome ingredients, you can create a snack that we all love, but is actually extremely healthy. That is awesome. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> it's great because I remember, you know, growing up, we all remember Snap into a Slim Jim, right? And it's, you know, one of the WWE wrestlers and doing his thing. And that was, you know, for me, for such a long time, like you mentioned earlier, the Slim Jim or the jerky in the gas station. But the problem was is that, number one, it felt like you were biting, <laughs> like you were biting into a piece of leather. And number two... It was just so incredibly salty. And I'll never forget in college, I had a buddy of mine who actually had a meatpacking plant. And one of the things that they did really well way back in the day was beef jerky. And he literally brought all of us a sample from his uh, meatpacking plant, and then he had a Slim Jim. And he said, go ahead and take a take a bite and let me know the difference. So, of course, we all knew Slim Jim, so we took a bite of the Slim Jim and... We tasseled it around, we chewed it up and chewed it up, and it was just salty, like I mentioned, and then we took a bite of his. And what a difference in taste, in quality, the protein content. So I'm assuming, fast-forwarding now to Think Jerky, with these unbelievable ingredients, obviously the chefs that you just mentioned, and the health behind it, you guys, like you mentioned, are going after a completely different audience with a health-conscious attitude. Is that correct? Exactly. So you mentioned your friend who had this, you know, small batch jerky facility, and you can make really good jerky on that scale. But if you wanted to scale it out nationally and go after the Slim Jims or the Jack Links, how are you going to do that on a commercial scale? So that's why we brought in these chefs, because you mentioned the leather aspect. Everybody thinks of jerky. They think of, you know, your mouth is going to get tired from eating this really hard product. It's really cool watching these Michelin star chefs work with a jerky facility that has been around for 60 years and, and developing, you know, new technologies to give it a, a softer chew that's more appealing to women and more universal and then instilling this health ideals of what we've done. So it, it, it's really been an exciting process. We, we, we know people will love it because like you said, it's jerky, right? We don't have to sell jerky because everybody loves jerky. I mean, it's probably the one food that everybody can agree that they like. You know, I was a picky eater growing up, but I could always eat jerky. But what happens is when you get to a certain age, you realize it's not healthy. Because mm. everything that's out there is packed with chemicals and packed with artificial ingredients and packed with preservatives. And the reason for that is, is because they didn't give it the culinary thought that it deserves. And you don't need all of that. Jerky itself is a natural preservation. All you're doing is baking a piece of meat to get the water out so it's shelf-stable. I mean, this is going back to the American Indians who would do it over a fire so they can preserve their meat so it wouldn't go bad. That's what jerky is. So part of the reason we call the company Think Jerky is for people to rethink the perception of jerky from this gas station food to actually the next health food. And that's what our uphill battle may become. It's, it, it's trying to get people to reassess and rethink what they believe this food to be. Ricky, we, we get a chance to interview a lot of entrepreneurs on the show, and they've all said that passion is one of the, if not the most important thing in business. I read, I read somewhere that you spent years working on pastries and with hot dogs. Did you always have a passion for food? How did you actually get started with the Think Jerky business? 
most of my career, I'm 33, I've started about five businesses. Most of my career has been in sales and finance. Um, but I always wanted to do something that was more creative. So to me, food is the biggest creative area you can go into because there's so many different aspects for personal expression. You know, I still run a fund, I still am in finance, but I always wanted to have a creative outlet. So go, this has been going on for five years. I've been going through some food ideas and my friends are all like, what is Ricky into now? You know, I, I, I wanted to do hot dogs and then I wanted to do mini pastries and then I wanted to do cold pressed juice. You know, in, in the cold pressed juice, I bought a $1,700 juicer I had stuff flying all over my apartment. My friends are laughing at me, and it's just nothing ever really worked. But what happened with jerky was I saw a change in the eating patterns of people. They want high protein, low calorie, and what I really saw was these protein bars that everybody eats that I personally used to eat a ton of. And I realized when I looked at the ingredients and the nutritional information, it was more like a candy bar. You start eating protein bars late at night because they're covered in chocolate with the guys that they're healthy, but they're really not. Mm. They're, they're super high fat, super high calorie. And then my thought was, all right, how can we create a high protein, low calorie snack that's healthy, that gets rid of all the junk? And that's when like the light bulb went off with jerky because it's a snack that I always love. So then it was, can we do this? Can we make it healthier? And can we change the game? And that's how I started down the uh you know the jerky road you have an interesting background for sure you were you were crushing it um way back not even way back uh, not even that long ago in the uh, in the mortgage industry and then everything collapsed do you take us back to that specific moment because i believe that again these moments that are bestowed upon us we can go right we can go left right and a lot of times people unfortunately they sink back into what they were doing before and they give up and they don't continue to step into their greatness. Take us back to that time when you failed, but you learned from it and then you kept moving forward. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've had some crazy experiences along my entrepreneurial journey. I bought my first company when I was 24 years old and I had no clue what I was doing, but I did it. And I brought in a partner and we had this mortgage company in New York. And we ran it for about two years, and we were doing almost $100 million a year in loan volume. We were one of the best in, the, you know, in that sector of what we were doing. And then about two years in, you know, I had this vision of changing platforms from being more phone-driven to being more personal with realtors. So we took out 7,000 square feet of office space on Wall Street. We put all our money into the office, and that was May of 2008. In August of 2008, we were out of business. Mm. What happened is every bank that we worked with went out of business. It was, you know, when the whole world was ending and, and, and the economy was collapsing, every bank that we worked with went out of business in two months. So imagine being 25 years old with 30 employees <laughs> who are 50 years old and they have kids and they're looking to you. I mean, it was torturous. And I remember... I was on the phone with my dad and I was crying. I'm like, dad, you know, I can't do this. I'm done. I'm never going to start another business. And my dad's a laid back guy. And I still remember it to this day. That's the only time he's ever interrupted me. And he said, Ricky, you will do it again. You will start. You will build another business. And that was seven years ago. And I've started, you know, three businesses since then. Mm. I guess the moral of the story is when, when you're going through tough times, you always think it's the end of the world. And you'll never do it again because all you can focus in 
focus on is the pain and the suffering. But at the end of the day, you can get through that. You can build again. You can start again. You know, everybody has ups and downs. It's, it's a part of, of growing. And you can really learn a lot from the lessons that we learned, you know, when I was 24 to, to, to what we learned after that. So I would say that was a interesting story in time of my life when, you know, you think the world's ending and you think you're, career path is over but at the end of the day you just reassess you go in a different direction and, and you start something new hacker nation ricky just dropped a huge golden nugget on us already a few minutes into the interview which my god it you know mid-20s he just purchased seven thousand square feet of office space on wall street in new york when everything was rocking and rolling and booming, and like you said, he had all these employees that he was responsible for, and in a matter of a few months, he lost it all. Everybody got obviously got let go because everything you know disseminated and everything just went away. The lesson here, Hacker Nation, is you're going to fail. And Ricky, I want to ask you about you know this in a second of what made you keep going because at the end of the day. There's a lot of times people fail, but then they put blame on the government or the industry or where they grew up, where they lived, their parents, their compensation plan, whatever. And then they go back to their job or a corporate world, which they didn't like in the first place. I want to ask you, Ricky, what made you keep going? Because again, most people would have been like, holy, you know what, man, I just lost a boatload of money. My ego went from being in the clouds to being underneath the ground, and I had all these responsibilities, and this guilt probably kicked in. What made you keep going? You know what the answer is? I, I, I can't stop. It's just who I am. Like I love you, that. And you can say, I'm never going to do this again. I'm going to go work for someone else, but that's just not me. I can't do it. And you take some time. You chill out. You relax. You regroup. And then you reassess and you go find something else. There's always opportunity. There's so many ways to, to, to pursue your dreams and make money. And it's just, you don't want to rush into anything just because you want to do something, but you wait and you find the right thing. So to answer your question, I can't do anything else. This is mm. just who I am. But I'd like to talk about one other, one other thing you mentioned is I, you know, I always put the blame on myself. I believe in personal responsibility. I think everybody wants to blame someone else. If you're, in a job that you hate and you think you have no outs to go pursue, I, I don't believe in that. You can always start something on the side and you can always build it up and then you can switch careers. I, I think people always should look at themselves in, in, in the sense of if they don't have what they want, figure out what they want, why they want it, and then figure out how to go get it. And you can do that yourself and you don't need to continually blame other people. I don't, I don't believe in that. That's never been who I am. Yeah, one of the things that we talk a lot about on the show is, and I'm glad you brought this up, is taking personal responsibility. And that that phrase or those words get thrown around really, really, really too flippantly in my in my opinion. Because when you when you actually think about that and taking personal responsibility, to your point, what you just mentioned, that means that. I mean, no matter what happens, when you look at a situation and maybe something is going wrong, own it. Like you said, own it. Don't worry about putting blame. And the sooner you can realize that everything that happens to you is because of you, your entire world is going to shift. And what happens is, and I noticed it in my own business, and I've noticed it you know, in developing this podcast and my coaching business, is that you can put all the blame you want, whether it's not having the right contacts or not having the right skill sets 
or not knowing how to do this internet marketing or not knowing how to get funding for this business or whatever the answer is, once you realize that you own that space and that it's up, if it's to be, it's up to me, something kicks in, the universe answers everything you're looking to put out there and before you know it, the right opportunities, the right people, they all show up. It's an attitude, it's a way of being that serves you and your customers in such a different, grandiose way than compared to putting blame on everything else. Would you agree? 100%. 100%. We have a segment on the show called the Light Bulb Moment. We love our moments here, Ricky. We love specific events here on Success Hackers. Take us back to one specific moment when you absolutely knew that your passion for food after being around the cupcakes or you know the the hot dogs that you mentioned or other pastries led you to what you're doing today do you remember the actual time when you said man this is something that we can really grab a hold of and run with what i've created is kind of a convergence of of, of many different trends you know you have the high protein low calorie you have the portability factor you have the portion control you have the chefs. So once we brought all those together, I was like, this can really work. But I, I, I guess the moment or a moment would be when I started this, everybody laughed at me. All my friends thought it was a bad idea. They said you can never change. You know, you never can sell health with jerky. You can never sell women. You're never going to be able to get chefs. They all laughed. Hmm. And then about a year into it, they all wanted to give me money. And they wanted to quit their jobs as lawyers and, and iBankers to come work with me. And I'm like, no, man, it's too late. Yeah. And I, that was like, all right, now I think people see my vision and they're like, now they want to get in. So <laughs> that was probably the time when I'm like, all right, this, this can work. And what we've created was kind of, you know, this multiple trends into one product. So, you know, it's pretty exciting. I think when I saw some people who were my original detractors starting to be like, yo, you know, do you want to grab a beer and talk about this? I'm like, you know, it's kind of late right now. <laughs> so I think that was that was probably a, that was a good time. Would you also agree? We talk a lot on the show about the shiny object syndrome, and you seem like the guy that is the consummate entrepreneur. You know, you're the big thinker guy. You're out there taking action, the old ready fire aim applies to you versus the ready aim fire, which applies to a lot of non-entrepreneurs. Maybe you've tried things here, tried things there, you've dabbled there, you've dabbled here. Maybe now do you believe that these friends of yours, these connections that you have, they see a little bit of a different glimmer in your eye to realize that, hey, he might have tried some things in the past where, hey, Ricky's got another idea, hey, he's got another idea, he's doing this, he's doing that, but now you have a different glimmer in your eye. Would you agree that maybe that's a reason, too, that they're so gung-ho on supporting you now? Yeah, of course. I mean, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. It's so cool. It's so fun. You've heard it a million times. Everybody has ideas, and they never go anywhere. So for me, I do have a track record. I've started multiple businesses. So to them, it's like, oh, it's just the next thing. It's just the next thing. But to me, it was never just the next thing. I always run with it and see what happens. So I guess to your point, yeah, maybe they thought it was the next thing or they didn't take me seriously and think I could pull it off or they didn't think it was a good idea. So it could have been any combination of all of those, which I'm fine with. But at the end of the day, sometimes you got to take a risk. If I was in the opposite position and someone approached me 
about an idea that I thought was a good idea, I would say, let's meet right now. You can't meet right now? All right, let's meet tomorrow. And I would hound that person until they met with me and I said, let's go run with this. When I was looking for partners two years ago, you know, I approached some friends and they didn't take it seriously. And now they want to get back in, but that's not how it works. If I was in the other side, I would have said, let's go to dinner right now. And it would have been 11 o'clock at night. And they would have been like, Ricky, I'm sleeping. Stop bothering me. I'm like, all right, tomorrow we're going to drink. <laughs> You're not free tomorrow. I'm coming by your home on Wednesday. Right. That's just how I am. I go do things. I, I, I Like you said, ready, fire, aim. That's how I am. And that's good and that's bad. I don't. Sometimes I just go and you can figure it out later. Things don't always need to be perfect when you launch. Right. Sometimes you just need to start. Yeah. No, I love it. Sometimes you need to start. And, I, you know, it's interesting. And that that's such a great segue to what we're going to talk about here in a second. But I love how you put that. You know, it's all about just starting. And, you know, what? a lot of times... When we're entrepreneurs or we're making the switch over to becoming an entrepreneur, I know a lot of people, they have the analysis by paralysis and they have to make sure their desk is perfectly clean and they got all the right whiteboards and they've invested in so many courses and all those things. But at the end of the day, and I, I've experienced this firsthand and I know a lot of my friends and mentors have as well, is you just got to get out there and do it because at the end of the day, you're going to learn so much more by being on the court, by being in the bleachers. Ricky, we are now going to enter the randomness round. But before we do, let's take one quick moment and hear from our sponsor. Success Hackers is now heard on the Igloo Radio app. Listen to Igloo Radio anytime to hear their shows on demand or those you may have missed. The app will also send notifications alerting you to special programs and info on what we are talking about each week. In addition to Success Hackers, Igloo Radio offers other independent podcasts covering a variety of subjects that you won't find anywhere else. Igloo Radio, spelled I-G-L-U, is available for iPhones, iPads, and Android mobile devices. You'll find Igloo Radio at both the Apple and Google Play app stores. Igloo Radio, I-G-L-U Radio. Download it today. We are now going to enter the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the Success Hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. Ricky Hirsch, are you ready for the randomness round? Yep, let's do this. Best advice you've ever received? Nothing's permanent, you know, you can you can just go down the path, and if it's not working, you can change it. Every decision is not permanent, so don't have your paralysis by analysis. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Meditation. I meditate twice a day, every single day for seven years, and I've never missed a day. You now own a time machine, Ricky. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 18 years old again. What advice would your current self give your 18-year-old self? Uh, study more, take school more seriously, and get a solid foundation. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? I would say honesty. I've always approached my sales with openness and honesty, and I think that resonates for a lot of people. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I play about three instruments, but I can't sing. Last question of the randomness round, Ricky. When your life is near the end, what do you want your legacy to be? Just that I made a difference. I, you know, I just want to uh, just be myself the best that I can be and, and, and hopefully it made a difference for some people. 
if you can share, Ricky, with Hacker Nation, maybe one success strategy or hack that's made a difference in your entrepreneurial journey, something that they can take away starting today, what might that be? I honestly believe sometimes you just got to start. And I think everybody believes that if you want to do something, or you want to start a business, it has to be perfect right when you launch. And that's not the case. Sometimes it's better to just to just to start anywhere, do something to get the ball rolling. A lot of my friends are eye bankers and lawyers, and they think you need 56-page business plans and all this stuff. When at the end of the day, maybe you just got to send an email to someone, or maybe you just got to start a website. And if you can just take step one, then you're on your way to step two, three, four, and five. So don't think that everything has to be perfect. Sometimes you just got to run, assess, and figure it out. Hacker Nation, run, assess, and figure it out. If you're on the fence, quit waiting. Just jump, make the leap, build the wings on the way down. And I know it's scary. Trust me, I know that it's scary. And so many entrepreneurs that have been on the show have said the same thing. Some people might need those documents. Some people might need to build a website. Someone like Ricky maybe doesn't need all those things. So wherever you fit, that's who your personality is. But... The underlying message is this. Just start. Get in the game. Trust me, you'll figure it out as you go. You're going to fall down. That's part of following your passion. It's part of being an entrepreneur. But you got to get started because the reality of it is, is this. Where do you want your life to be in the next 12 months? Ask yourself that self-coaching question. Where do you want your life to be in the next 12 months? If you want to start that business, if you want to switch careers, if you want to start that home business or that traditional brick and whatever it is for you, don't wait. Start today. So, Ricky, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for your time and also sharing these awesome success strategies with Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? You can find us at, at thinkjerky.com and also on Facebook and Instagram at thinkjerky. At Think Jerky and also thinkjerky.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Ricky, along with other really cool resources that we have on the site. Also, don't forget, you can take this show with you and listen to me and these incredible interviews anywhere you're at. You can do this by going to successhackers.net, clicking on the iTunes tab, and then clicking subscribe to the show on the actual iTunes page. When you're there, we love our five-star ratings and great reviews. And as our sponsor says from Igloo Radio, you can also find us at Igloo Radio as well. If you want to connect with me and the show on Twitter, all you have to do is go to at Scott Hansen 1210, at Scott Hansen 1210. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, Go out and live with passion.